I mean, uh, okay, good deal. Live. I am live. I am live. Um, live everywhere. Okay. Okay. I will try my best. This is this is to do it. To not do that. Okay. Shalom, everybody. Welcome to Soldiers for Christ Global Community Church. Founded by Jesus Christ. Founded by Jesus Christ, one hundred percent. And filmed by Pastor Ben. <laughs> I'm telling you. Ooh, I just love it. God gave me everything I need right here. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's get started here today. Um, last night's message. And I realize it's a lot of different stories because I wanted to take you through the whole Bible. From Genesis to Revelation to show you that God was always talking about seven years of tribulation. He was always talking about removing a Gentile bride before the tribulation comes. That's documented not just from from uh, Revelation or from Matthew, but is documented from Genesis. And so this is why God in his typologies continued to tell us the same story of what he's doing as far as his bride is concerned and continue giving us examples that the the bride must go into the palace before the before the seven years begin. You understand that? So that was like beautiful. I think that God is showing you that that Joseph's bride went into what was married and living in the palace before the famine began. Yeah. You understand? And that. The beautiful woman that that David um, chose that was chosen to, to comfort the king was chosen and taken into the palace before the Antichrist figure appeared. You understand? So everything is like just stick with what I'm showing you. And when people lie to you, you'll know that they're lying because it can't be that way. OK. One of the things we're going to look at to t today is the number one reason for people to say post-trip, okay? And it is like one of the most simple solutions to give you the truth is in the scriptures, okay? We're going to look at that today so that you can see what God is showing us concerning God's elect, and concerning when he's going to rescue Israel. We should already know. We should know that Moses left and married a Gentile bride and then came back later and saved Israel, right? We should already know that. We should know that Joseph married a Gentile bride, but then at the end saved Israel, right? So it's like this consistent story in scripture. And here this woman, uh, Elisha, uh, uh, ministers to her, raises her son from the dead, blesses her. And then he says, oh, by the way, I need you to leave this area and go live in the land of immigrants because because um, there's going to be a famine here for the next seven years. 
but when you come back, we'll bless you, okay? And then she comes back. So it's like, come on, you guys. It's just a, a bunch of people that are out there really confused. There's a guy uh, who did a whole video on what we're going to teach today. Um, and the name of the video is called The Rapture Deception. And he uses this one scripture and says, see, it says it right there. See, nobody's going anywhere till after the rapture. And I'm like, you know, when you're Christian, you try not to call people names and stuff. <laughs> so you just go, bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord. <laughs> so you won't call them any names. But I was just sitting there going, come on, man. You know what I mean? If you're gonna if you're gonna get on YouTube and do this whole thing, you need to at least study the Word of God and find out what the Word is saying before you start preaching. I don't suggest anybody start preaching the Word of God until you've studied. When God called me and I said, and I I had just finished going through the whole Bible. Listen to that. God inspired me, first of all, to go through the whole Bible and read the whole Bible, right? When I finished going through the whole Bible, it was then at that time God said, okay, I'm calling you to ministry, okay? And then, but now I had kind of a grasp on the whole Bible and I started listening to Chuck Missler and, and Yikoff Ramsel and, and all of these great Bible teachers. I started listening to them and I was like, okay, I have an understanding of scripture, but God wanted to make sure that I understood. And, but God wasn't even close to finishing his teaching me the scripture because he said, if you if you study Hebrew, I'll teach you the Bible. OK, so God wants us to know the word so that we're not the responsible ones for confusing people. Amen. OK, he doesn't want us to be to be in that role because rather you did it purposely or by accident, you hurt people. <coughs> by lacking in knowledge and they lacked in knowledge so they believed you and walked away from Christ because of something you told them Amen. okay beautiful young girl up in Toronto uh, I had to like um, I can't I don't I, I can't associate with you no more because she was teaching people that uh, we were already in the sixth seal really? yeah and I said you need to take that video down we're not we're not in the sixth seal Okay, there's no seals been open. Oh, yes, there is, and I can prove it to you. And I was like, no, please take that down. And then I, she didn't take it down, and then she made another video confirming it. So I said, I can't associate with you anymore. So it's, like I said, if you turn left and Jesus turns right, I'm turning right. Amen. You know, rather you, you're my friend or not. You know, I love Pastor Ben. I love Emerson. Amen. But if they came here and said, you know what? I discovered that Buddha is just as important as Jesus. I drop them both like a hot potato, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm with Jesus and uh, I will not deter. I'm with truth and I will not deter. A lack of knowledge destroys people. Yeah. I am not for ignorance of scripture. I am for keeping the commandment of God that says what? And please listen to me when I say this. It is a commandment. Study to show thyself approved. Okay? Rightfully being able to cut on a straight line. 
Do you understand? Not divide the word. It's, the word means to rightfully be able to know how to stay on a straight line when you're cutting so that you don't defer to this or to that. You're on the same line that God gave you and you don't get into another religion. Amen. Okay? Because if you bring another religion, God says what? You will be cursed. Let anyone who brings to you another gospel other than the one that be is preached, let him be accursed. Okay? So don't bring another gospel. There, we don't need another gospel. The one that Jesus left us is fine. Okay? <laughs> Jesus did not lie. <laughs> By the way, on his way up, salvation is only for black people. <laughs> <laughs> You're the original Hebrews. That's a new religion, right? It's crazy. By the way, I wasn't really God. I'm the angel Michael. See ya. That's a new religion. He didn't do that. You know, it's like I preach what I preach. It's a good. It's good for salvation. Don't try to bring up something new now that he's gone. Okay. I need to pray in Pastor Van because I got a Bible study to to teach today. <clears throat> Are we ready? Yes, sir. Who you got? Oh, do you want praying first? Okay. Parukata Adonai Elohenu. Let's bow our heads and say the Lord's Prayer. Avanu Shaba Shabaim Jit Kadeshimcha. Tavo Mel Huteka Yi Ase Rotsanaka. Be aretz ke asher ne asa be shamaim. Tilano hayom lechem hukhenu. Uzelaklano et ashmitenu. Ke asher solekrimanaknu le asher ashmilanu. Vialtevienu de de masakim hadzilanu min hara. Kilaka hamamlacha. Veha givara. Veha tif eret leolame leolamim. Behashem Yeshua anaknu mit belim. And uh, let's get started, Bonalek, and uh, let's get into this message, because this should, this should save some people. Amen. It should keep you from, from, from being ignorant of God's word. What is the big thing, okay? Now, the title of this message from yesterday, okay, who's my shout out? Who, who are the people? You got shout outs? Okay. Hiding the rapture from the church. We'll start in a few minutes. Amen. Shalom, everybody. Uh, shalom from Zoe and Sensational Pasadena, California. I love them. You know, they love Long Beach. It seems like they spend, they spend more time at the beach <laughs> than I have the whole time I've been in Long Beach. Every time I see them, they're like, we're at the beach. Man, cool, man. man I got to get out and enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Burlington, New Jersey, Jeffersonville, Indiana, Owasa, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Roseburg, Oregon, yes. Bedford, Texas, Houston, mm -hmm. Texas, Stella, Mbos, uh, mm -mm, mm -mm, that's gonna be wrong. I could just no, tell. I, no, that's <laughs> but I forgot the I forgot the word Stalin. Stalin but, but there's is that in Germany? 
I don't remember. I let my mouth stop working. Okay. I, I Repost it back so he could he could get it right. Get back up there. Amen. Um, Argentina. Yes. Uh, uh, Dublin, Ireland. Yes. Falls, South Dakota. Yes. Buffalo, New York. <coughs> Ocean Shore, Washington. Hallelujah. Uh, Clouston or Clouston, Florida. Have you heard of that, Pastor? I've never heard of that. I'm from Miami. Clouston or Clouston? C-L-E-W. Clouston. Never heard of it. But if it's in Florida. We'll be on the south side of Florida. Yeah. Claremore, Oklahoma. Uh, Reddick, Florida. Yes. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coppell, Texas. Hallelujah. Uh, hold on. Louisville. Louisville. That's where is that where from? Uh, Muhammad Ali's from, right? Louisville. Yeah, yeah I think so. Louisville. Yeah. Yep. Louisville. Uh, Elsa, Texas. Uh huh. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. Cal Callahan, Florida. Uh huh. Uh, Escalante, Utah. Mm hmm. Uh, Utah. Montgomery, Alabama. I love it. Dallas, Texas. Uh, Seaman, Ohio. Seaman, Ohio. Mm hmm. Uh, Green. Oh, glasses. That's what's missing. Oh, where? What's missing? Mercy. <laughs> I'm looking for my glasses. I have them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Stephen, Ohio. Woo! Oh, okay, <laughs> South Africa. Stubborn okay. Rock, South Africa. Oh, Thank all right. You. Thank uh, you. Uh, uh, Marissa. <coughs> Thank you. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's see. From, um, uh, what is it? Okay. Virginia. Amen. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Oh, Brandon, where are you? Keep him lifted up in prayer. That's a soldier, him and his wife. Yeah. Soldiers for real. Yeah. Um, uh, Virginia, the Netherlands, uh, Eagle Point, Oregon, uh, Maranatha. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Maranatha. Maranatha. Come on, come on. I'm getting there faster. Hold on. That's okay. Take your time. Mm -mm. Uh, we did, did we do Cape Town, South Africa? No, we did another part of South Africa, okay. but Cape Town we didn't do. Ithaca, Hallelujah. Michigan, uh, Michigan, and the, the Wolverines. Huh? Oh, the Wolverines are in Michigan. Oh, okay. Or the Spartans, depending on which one you like. Yeah, okay. Uh, mm. You know what I do when you say that? I know, yeah. <laughs> Pastor Ben is not into football. That's why I said, God. God gave me two good friends. One, one is into film production and the other one's into dogs. North Yorkshire, Kingdom, Virginia, Liberty Hills, Texas, um, uh, High Point, North Carolina. Hallelujah. Uh, Ethica, Michigan. Uh, hold on. Uh, Ramstein Air Force Base. That's in Germany. Okay. Amen. Yes. From Washington, Hallelujah. Washington, D.C. Uh, from Massachusetts, uh, United Kingdom. Oh, no, yes. I'm sorry. 
Manchester United Kingdom. Hallelujah. Wow, nice. Manchester United Kingdom. Yeah. East Yorkshire United Kingdom. Hallelujah. Um, Lord, come, Lord, come. Wisconsin. Hallelujah. Wisconsin. Ooh, here's Umberto. Wisconsin. What's up, Umberto? Hey, Umberto. Colorado, our faithful brother and his beautiful wife and daughter. But you, you mentioned Wisconsin, the Badgers, right? I there's a, I don't know about the there's a badge. <laughs> I don't know. You said badge. Well, you can say you can say the Green Bay Packers. That's are also Wisconsin, huh? Are those the cheeseheads? Green Bay, yes. Yeah, okay, the, yeah right, Wisconsin's right. the cheeseheads. The cheeseheads. In a good okay. way, though. <laughs> uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Birch, Birch Run, Michigan. Uh huh. Uh, Alberto from Colorado. All right, Berto. Uh, Noida, India. Praise God. Noida, yes. India. Wow. India. Hallelujah. No. Hallelujah. Grand Creek, Oklahoma. Uh, Jefferson County. Let's see. Charlestown, West Virginia. Jefferson yeah. County. Uh, <coughs> Appalachian Mountain. Yeah. yeah. That, they have a really good school there, too. Appalachia State University. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, they have a really good football team. They beat some good teams. At, go Appalachian State. <laughs> My life evolves around football. Minnesota, but lives in Texas. Okay, amen. go Vikings. Go Vikings. <laughs> but she lives in Texas. I hope she didn't switch and become a cowboy fan. Okay. Take that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minnesota, Boston, Massachusetts, Plano, Texas, uh, Elsa, Texas, uh, Lafayette, we Louisiana, did okay. Coppel, Texas, Reddit, Florida, Claremore, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. All uh, right. United Kingdom, dear brothers and sisters, amen. Uh, uh, Mary Ocean Shores. Washington. Okay. Thinking we're just about. That's about it, huh? In the uh, Jefferson. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Shalom, everybody. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, hiding the rapture from the church. This is Satan's mission. I'm hi He's hiding it from you. Okay. Anything you hear concerning the rapture, that's truth. God has had to press to get it through. You understand? Because if, if God doesn't press to get it through, all the major churches in the United States are not talking about the rapture. Amen. Okay? How many people have said, I'm so glad that you guys talk about the truth of Christ coming because we don't get any of this at our church. Because your organization at your church does not allow your pastor to talk about the rapture. Or your pastor does not talk about the rapture because he doesn't understand it. And Satan has caused this division between churches that if you talk about the rapture, it's going to start arguments and confusion. So let's just not talk about it at all. But how many of you should know that if you being kidnapped, like I said last night, Talking about the door <laughs> and the open window should be the main topic of everybody that's trapped in the house, right? Yeah. I know where the door is. I know where the window is and it's open. Yeah. 
That would be the main topic. When they sleep, I'm going to tell you where the door is, okay? So I'm trying to tell you the escape from all of this foolishness that is going on in the earth, Christ already set it forth from the beginning. It's going to be two will be in one place, one will be taken and the other one left. It's John 14. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you that when I do, I will come back and Paralambana take you as a friend or companion taken to be with me where I am. Okay? Because God's whole thing is I'm going to allow you to be in the earth and on this fishing expedition mm -hmm. for as long as I possibly can. But when the fishing expedition is over, I'm going to take the church out of the world and then tribulation is going to start. OK, so our thing is being prepared to go. And that's what Luke chapter 21 says that you are that you are worthy to be to to, to uh, be able to leave and to stand before the son of man. OK, so that's what he said. Don't get caught up in this world. Okay, because this event is going to happen and it'll catch you like a trap if you if you allow it to do that. So that should be the main topic. Don't get caught up in the world. If you tell the young lady who went to nursing school, I told her that she said, I can't come to church on Sunday no more because I'm going to nursing school. I, I said, okay, but we have Bible study on Wednesday night. Okay, and don't forget to study your word. And then, but she went straight into into nursing school she stopped going to church the next thing i the next time i heard from her she was opening a store and inside of her african store were buddha statues and all this stuff inside of her studio and i thought it was one of our members so i hit her up like hey uh this is not of god you know but it was the other young lady who had went to nursing school and she said and she said, How you, I heard from you and now you're going to judge me about my store? I'm like, you cannot sell idols and belong to Jesus. You know what I mean? You can't be sitting in there selling Buddha statues and African uh, 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 Egyptian statues and belong to God, right? So this is why we tell people you have to be ready. And if you're not ready, let me tell you how to get ready because you're going to have to be in a relationship with Jesus and you're not and you can't be um, dabbing in and out of false religions trying to have a relationship with God. OK, so anyway, I, I want to do this uh, because um, this guy, um, uh, Kevin Sorbo, is, has a new movie called Left Behind. And it's going to be out January 26th. Well, it, it'll be at uh, the um, uh, Carson uh, uh, on Carson Street in Long Beach at that plaza there, uh, the Regal Edwards Theater. But it's a movie about the rapture. It is pre-trib. So it is perfectly in balance with scripture. And so, therefore, I really want you guys to go see it because it's, it's in perfect timing. You know, probably not too long after you see this, we'll be out of here. So get to the theater, support him because he's trying to get people to be knowledgeable and understand that an event is about to hit the earth. Amen. And he's releasing it in perfect time.
Okay. Title of last night's message, the hiding the rapture from the church. That's what Satan is doing. And it, I, if, if you were able to hang with me, I hope I didn't make it too boring. But if you were able to hang with me, I went through rapture scenarios from Genesis um, uh, uh, to Exodus to to uh, the Song of Songs to Ruth to Kings um, to the book of Esther, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Micah. I went through every book because in the in every book, God is giving you his plan of, of how the rapture is going to go. And I, I wanted you to see the consistency that it's always talking about seven years of tribulation. I wanted you to see the consistency that it always talks about a Gentile bride leaving first. Yeah. I wanted you to know that because we still have people that are on uh, 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 YouTube and different things telling you that there's no such thing as a pre-trip rapture. That body Bauckham says there's no such thing as a rapture. It is not going to happen. But he's a Mason. You know, what I mean, he belongs to the Southern Baptist Convention and he's a Calvinist. So um, so when they when they when they you got to ask yourself when somebody becomes famous as a pastor. Mm -hmm. I don't mean like famous like me. I'm like minimal famous. Right. What we talking about? Six thousand, seven thousand views per teaching. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about these other people that not only do they have a YouTube, but they're regular visitors on on yeah. TBN and Pure Flix Network and all these and CBN. <coughs> they're not going to have me on. You understand? Because I'm not in that club. So I want you to know and understand that there is a segment of ministry that don't want you to be ready. They want you to be they want you to be get ready for the second coming. That's what they want you to be. Oh, get, one of them said, even even when the tribulation, if you take the mark, it'll be OK. But the Bible says if you take it, you have no more opportunity for salvation. But. That's that's the thing that's being said, you know, it's all waiting for this utopia to come because the Christ is coming. And when the Christ comes, he's going to make the whole world a utopia <coughs> and we're going to have heaven on earth. And so when when the Antichrist comes, guess how he comes? I've come to bring peace for seven years. <laughs> that's how he's coming. Did you realize that he's not going coming going? I'm Satan in disguise. He's not coming like that. He's coming like this. I'm the Christ. I came to give you seven years of peace. Why only seven? He's got to obey the Bible. So I mean, he's been talking about seven since the beginning, right? So understand, you are not waiting for the coming of the Christ to earth. If you are, you better ask him what happened to the rapture. Amen. Can I see some ID? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's why I went through that last night, okay? Um, now I was on page three of our notes last night, and this is very important portion of scripture, okay? Um, let me see, do I? Because this is the scripture 
that um, people who say they're post-tribulations believe. They say, no, the rapture is at the end of the tribulation, and so we're going to have to go through it. So, and if, if we didn't have to go, then Jim Baker wouldn't be selling $3,000 food preparation and getting Jonathan Kahn to help him sell food preparation, you know? And so um, uh, it's got to be at the end or else what would we need the food for? And I already bought mine. So this is the thing that you're hearing. And it's like you're listening to a guy who just got out of jail for conning people. Uh-huh. And he's got a friend named Con helping him sell food. <laughs> but we don't get it. Okay. So anyway, I don't want you to be part of the deception. I want you to be a part of the truth because when the trumpet blows and you're gone, nothing what they do matters because you won't see them till you get back anyway, right? Okay, that's what I want. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, as he's walking out, um, the disciples ask him about the end times, okay? And it says, uh, as Jesus was walking, uh, uh, on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So he's going to tell them, he's going to answer all of these questions. He already told them the temple's going to be destroyed in 70 A.D., He's going to tell them what's going to happen and, and at his coming and what's going to happen at the end of the age when the whole thing is done with. OK, so Jesus starts going through everything that's going to happen. OK, so um, in speaking, he tells you that there's going to be famine, there's going to be wars. But he says, don't be alarmed. Those things must happen. OK. All that must happen, but it's not the end yet. Then he says um, uh, in verse 15, so when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through Daniel, the prophet, let the reader understand. So what is the reader supposed to understand? That the abomination of desolation happens when? In the middle of the tribulation, he goes into the temple and declares himself to be God and sits in the holy place. That's the abomination of desolation. <clears throat> so as Jesus is telling you this, <clears throat> now he's got you in verse 15 in the middle of the tribulation. OK, and then he continues on. <clears throat> and he says, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the scriptures will be preached throughout the whole world. And he, um, because in the middle of the tribulation, angels are going to preach the gospel throughout the whole world. You know that Seventh-day Adventists teach that they're going to be the ones that preach the gospel in the tribulation? Did you know that? They preach that there. Seventh-day Adventists think that they're going to be the one to, to, to preach the gospel. Why do they No, they don't think they're the 144. They think they're these, uh, these angels that are going to be preaching the gospel. But it's a whole story. It's, okay, so anyway, um, see... False, falsehood is just falsehood. It says, for many false Christs will come and many false uh, prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles. OK, all that's going to happen in the middle of the tri- um, in, in the tribulation. 
And then we get to verse 29. Okay, let me let me just read this. It says, so if anyone tells you there he is, um, there he is in, uh, out in the desert, uh, do not go out. It says, or here he is in the inner room, do not believe them. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible, even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Um, uh, wherever there is a carcass, the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, what? What days? The tribulation. Um, and then the, the King James it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall, the, shall appear the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, um, and they shall see the Son of Man coming on a cloud of heaven with power and great glory. He shall um, send his angels with great uh, sound of trumpets, and they shall gather the elect from the four winds from one uh, end of heaven to another. Yeah. See there? We're the elect. And, and God chose, and God has chosen us, and we're the elect, and, and he's going he's gonna to send his angels to collect us at the end of the tribulation. Because it says right here, immediately after the, after the tribulation of those days. What is wrong with these pre-tribulation people? It says, after the tribulation of those days, then he's going to come. So they go, oh, see, because he's coming, he's coming to get the elect. In the Bible, the elect has never spoken of, is never spoken of concerning the church. Amen. We are not the elect, okay? Now, I put on this page the Greek word um, electos, okay? Because it means those who are picked out and chosen, okay? Chosen by God. The Hebrew word for it is bahir, or bahir, which means chosen or elect, okay? So, the elect are always spoken of as Israel. It is never spoken of the elect or the chosen people as the church, okay? Now, in I, let me see here, uh, okay, um, in Isaiah 45, verse 4, it says, For Jacob, my servants, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have, it says, I have even called you by name, by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. You hear that? So God says that, that my for Jacob, my servant, who is Jacob? Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and for Israel, my elect. Okay? I have even called you by name. So God's people are the elect. 
which is the nation of Israel. Okay, now uh, repeatedly throughout Scripture, Israel is referred to um, as God's elect nation and chosen people. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse six through eight. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Okay? It uses the Hebrew word bahir, which means chosen yeah. or elect. Okay? Psalms chapter 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whom God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his inheritance. And who is that? The nation of Israel and the Jewish people. Okay? Now, we're going to go to Romans chapter 11. And we're going to read there. Because to say immediately after the tribulation of those days, see there, he's not even going to come to after the tribulation. <laughs> you're forgetting about a whole, you, you just, you just, by saying that, you just nullify all the evidence God gave you from Genesis yeah. <laughs> to Revelation. Yeah. Because if, if God is not going to take the church out of the world, before the tribulation, he would have said so. He had all of these. He had 66 books to say that. Okay. Obviously, something is happening before the tribulation occurs. Okay. And that's why I did last night to let you know the bride must go into the palace before the Antichrist comes. Every scripture is going to tell you this is an event that happens before the tribulation happens. Okay. So are you in uh uh, Revelation chapter 11, okay? No, you said Romans, Romans. Romans, yep, that's what I said. And I'm, I'm in Romans. It's just, it's just being 61 does that to you. <laughs> okay. Now, in Romans, we're going to be reading starting at chapter, verse 25. And it says, I, let me see. The Lord wants me to. Yeah, well, we'll start reading that. But I want to let you know, Romans chapter 11 that is, is about the remnant of Israel, okay? It's all about the remnant of Israel. It's all about the fact that God has not forgotten about his people. You understand? That's what Romans chapter 11 is telling you. I have not forgotten about my people. Don't you start thinking that you're special church members because because they don't know Christ yet. You better check yourself. It's basically you have been. It says then starting at verse 11, it starts saying that you have been engrafted in. You're a branch, a foreign branch grafted into an olive tree. Okay. And 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 now that you've been engrafted in, I tell you guys to go and look at the videos on engrafting foreign branches into an olive tree and how the olive tree will attach itself. And I mean, the, the foreign branch will attach itself to the olive root and begin producing olives. OK, 
So no one understand. You are a foreign branch been attached to the olive tree yeah. and that the real people have not been forgotten about. That's what chapter 11 is about. I have not forgotten about Israel. Yes, right now you believe the gospel. Be happy about it. But don't you think for one second that I'm not going to keep my promise that I've given to Abraham and to the forefathers. You understand? So that's what this is all about. And now we get to chapter, I mean, verse 25. And he says this. I do not want you to be ignorant of the mystery, brothers, so that you may not be conceited. He's talking to church people. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of Gentiles, Eskomachi, okay? Uh, and the word Eskomachi, uh, uh, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, uh, means to travel. That's a beautiful thing about God. He chose a language that specifies the word so you can't mix it up. Because come in to us could mean anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until you come into the knowledge of Jesus. That's what the pastors used to tell me. Oh, that's until the last person comes into the knowledge yeah. of Christ. And then, you know, he'll be like, yeah, oh, the last person just accepted Christ. Now it's time. No, that's not. The word means that someone has to leave and enter into a city. Okay? Rather, animal or man. That's what the definition is. When you leave and you enter another city, you have come in. You have a skomachy, okay? So, he's saying this. He says, um, uh, hardening has happened to Israel till the full number of Gentiles leave and enter into the city. And so Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer, Jesus, will come out of Zion. What Zion? Heavenly Zion. He will turn godlessness away from who? Jacob. And who is Jacob? Israel. Okay? And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sin. As for the gospel is concerned, they are enemies on your account. Poor Pastor Brandon. Trying to witness to the <laughs> trying to witness to a Jewish right? right? He says, for the gospel's concern, they are enemies on your account, but as far as the what? Election is concerned. Okay? As long as, as far as the election is concerned, they are loved on the account of who? The patriarchs. The elect are loved. Because God made a promise to the patriarchs that he's going to multiply Israel and save Israel. But they are the elect. So when you get to uh, Matthew and he says immediately after the tribulation and then he says the angels will go to gather his elect. He's letting you know this is the rescue of Israel. This is Moses coming back after being married to his Gentile bride coming back to Egypt to rescue Israel. You understand? Amen. And so don't get it mixed up because it says immediately after tribulation and start making yourself as a church member the elect. Amen. You're thinking too highly of yourself. Yeah, you, are. You, you were not chosen. You were invited. 
and you accepted the invitation, that made you a part of the body of Christ. That made you a part of the bride. But you were not chosen from the beginning. That's why God put all of this in the Old Testament, to let you know that I chose Jacob, my servant. I chose Israel. They are my chosen people. You understand? And so, here, let's, let's finish uh, reading this. For God's gift and his call are irrevocable. You hear that? God's gift to Israel and his call are irrevocable. That means he's not going back on his promise that he's promised to the nation of Israel. He's not going to go back on it. He's going to do exactly what he said he was going to do uh, uh, when Abraham, when he told Abraham about the gospel. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to save your people. Okay. Then he says, just as you who were at once disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience. Wow. The only reason that you're in crisis because the Jews were disobedient? Only reason. That's the only reason. Crucified. Now you're in Christ. Because if they said don't crucify, he's our, he's our master and, and we're his chosen people then you're in trouble because no, that means no blood has been shed for your sins. No one has died for your sins. But God knew the plan that he had to die on the cross if he was going to redeem us from from uh, this world. OK, so here we are. It says uh, uh, God have now received mercy. It says just as you who were at once uh, one time disobedient and God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience. So they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound all men over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. Okay? So know and understand God's plan. God is going to rescue Israel. OK. God's people, Israel, are chosen. They are the chosen people of God. OK. Some uh, some girl was being interviewed. Why do you have to call yourself the chosen people? Isn't that kind of arrogant? No, they're not. They didn't call themselves chosen. God called them chosen. They are the elect because God elected them to be his chosen people. God elected them. In, let me see. I'll try to go through. Let me see. Now, I, the Lord told me to finish reading this, okay? Verse 33. All the depths of the riches of the, and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his path beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? That's a question. Who has been his counselor? <clears throat> who has ever given God uh, that God should repay him <laughs> for from from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever amen okay so this whole thing is whose plan God's plan you didn't counsel him on how to, to redeem man you didn't do anything God said this is the plan I came up with 
I have my elect. So don't you as a born again Christian go, well, let's ignore the other 66 books. And oh, because I found this one scripture. This is how cults get get started. I found this one scripture that says immediately after the tribulation of those days, he's going to send the angels to gather the elect. And so see, it's after the tribulation. So God does this in Matthew. Right after that, now the Hebrew, the Greek is so beautiful because right after um, he does this, um, I'm going to be in, in Matthew chapter 24, verse uh, 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 30. It says, at that time, the son of man uh, will appear in the sky and and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the son of man coming on a cloud of the sky with great power and glory. And he will send angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather the elect from the four winds of the earth. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, from one heaven, from one end of heaven to the other. And then it says, and now here's this Greek word when it says now learn the fish, the, the, the lesson of the fig tree. OK, now in studying the Greek, when he does this, this word that says now. It means changing subjects. So God said, I just finished telling you how the end's going to be. I just told you what's going to happen in the tribulation. I just told you how I'm going to come back and that you'll see me. I'll appear as lightning. The whole world will see me. That's my second coming. That's the end of how it's going to be at the end. Then in chapter in this in, in verse uh, 32, it does a Greek word that means now let's change subjects. OK, it says now it says uh, now learn the lesson of the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you, this generation, the fig tree generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. What things? What he just told you about until what things ha happen until listen. When you see me coming on a cloud, when you see him coming on a cloud, he says that is when. OK, that is when he's letting you know that this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things happen. It says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. OK, now it says learn. It says no one knows the day or the hour, um, not the angels, but only the father. As it was in Noah's days, so it will be at the coming of the son of man. So now we talked about Noah's days last night. What happened in Noah's days? Seven plus one were above the sky, saved, and the rest of the world was going through judgment. Okay? So he says, if it's going to be like that, there'll be seven plus one above the sky. How many we got in Revelation chapter four? Seven churches, one guy at the door calling us up. 
whose call whose name is grace and rest calling us up, which is the same as Noah. And so that's how it will be as it was in the days of Noah. Okay. Um, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be like in the day of the coming of the son of man. For in those days before the flood, people will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. But some of them won't be able to because it'll be three days of darkness before the Lord comes. God God must be in heaven like this. Oh, God. (laughs) Will you stick to the scripture? That video made a lot of got a lot of hits and a lot of views and they've already been paid for it. Let it go. There's not going to be people going to be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until that day happens. Okay, and then it says this. Okay, Um, up to the day Noah entered the ark and they knew nothing. I like Pastor Ben when he did this. He says they'll be oblivious. Who's going to be oblivious? The people in the earth, they will know. It says and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them away. That means those being judged. That is how it will be at the coming of the son of man. Two will be in the field. One will be taken and the other one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other one left. Therefore, watch because you do not know what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready. You understand? Because the Son of Man will come at an hour that you do not expect him. Okay? So that means he says, you be ready. Yeah. So now the question is, how do I be ready? How how am I going to be ready? I'm going to be in a full relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to be confessing Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, when he comes. I'm not going to be uh, uh, lukewarm when he comes. I'm not going to be a Christian on Sunday and and a drinker and a partier on the weekend. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be a pastor and an adulterer at the same time. You know what I mean? I'm going to be fully submerged in obedience and living for God. That's how I'm going to be ready. Okay. And if you go to Luke 21, he says, there's some other things that are going to help you be ready. Luke 21 verse, uh, um, 32, I mean, 34 says, um, Be careful or your heart will be uh, weighed down with dispensation and drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will come on you unexpectedly like a trap. What day? The rapture. It could come upon you unexpectedly like a trap if all your anxieties are about the world. I can't go to church. I got to go to 
I gotta go go make money. I gotta. I, I'm trying to open a business. I'm trying to be prosperous. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to get mine. There's a new car I want. So it's like you don't have time for Jesus. Right. I read the Bible. You know, I go to church on Sunday. What I got to do? Read the Bible all through the week. What I got to be religious? You know, the whole thing is you're not you're not focused on Christ. You're focused on the world, which God, which Satan wants you, because where your treasures are, your heart's going to be there. Amen. Okay. So understand and know what God is trying to tell you. Make sure that you're ready. He doesn't say drunkenness and dispensation. That will happen to sinners. But the anxieties of life can happen to all of us. Okay? Don't you get so stressed out over life that you forget who's, who's in control. Okay? Listen, you guys. Now, the Lord has given me some understanding of scripture and structure, okay? When I was talking to you about the star, the star constellation, I was trying to let you see that the star constellations are telling you the story of the gospel and how everything is going to go. You understand? Everything is written in the stars. That's why when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the lamb died. He died during the month of the lamb. Okay? Because the star constellations are governing the activities of God because he's telling the gospel through the star constellation. So now you have before you. You're in January. Okay? And most of us lay, well, what is, what is, don't be a goofball. What is the, 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 the sign for January? It's Capricorn. And what's Capricorn? It's a unicorn. And you're like, no, that's satanic. Mm-hmm. Okay? God called this month the month of El Geti or the goat. Okay? So this month is talking about the goat. And what is what what are we talking about the goat? When Jesus was on trial to stick with Leviticus because they would bring two goats in. Okay? And the priests would lay hands on both of the goats. One would be sacrificed as an as a burnt offering and the other one would be let go into the wilderness and he would carry the sins of the people with him. Both goats represent Jesus, okay? He's going to be sacrificed, and he's going to take away our sins, okay? January is letting you know this is the month that celebrates that Christ became our burnt offering, and he took away our sins, because this is the month called the month of the goat, okay? So, it's a, it's really a strange thing because in this you see in the star constellation a, an arrow shoot through and it hits an eagle and the eagle falls out of the sky and then it shoots a goat and the goat is is wounded but then the next constellation is a dolphin springing up out of the water as a resurrection right so and this dolphin is representing the resurrection and all the stars are saying the the resurrection of life 
because this dolphin. So God made dolphins to spring up out of the water to show you the example of resurrection. Even though you thought it went down into the deep of death, it sprung up with life out. Okay, so that's one of the constellations. So God is telling you how this thing is going to go. Okay, even in uh, Virgo, she has you see the virgin first and then she has this son in the second in the decade of it. You see a, a son sitting on the, the knee of the verb of the virgin. Right. And, and in the Hebrew and then the, the Hebrew gives him the name coma and also gives him the name of Zerah, which is the seed. So she names her son the seed. You understand in the star constellation, her son is the seed. OK. And he says his seed shall crush your head. Right. Her seed shall crush your head. So that star constellation is being shown in the sky that she's going to have a son, which is going to be called the seed and coma, which means the one who comes. OK, so the star constellation are telling you everything. So then when we get to February 19th through March 20th in the in the star constellations, you're going to see next month. I mean, in uh, you're going to see this. Watch this. I want to I want I want to see if if uh, um, you could show them this uh, and hopefully they'll be able to see it. But the see those fish in, in, the, in the month of Pisces. What, what do you see on on the fins of those fish? There's a rope. There's a rope tied to the back of each fish in the star constellation. Isn't, wouldn't that be horrible that if you're a fish, but you got a rope that's bound you and you're tied, you're tied to your to, to, to a certain area or atmosphere because there's a rope tied to your fin. But in the constellation, a rope is tied to the fin of the fish. OK. And they're swimming around a woman who's in chains. OK. Chains on her arms and chains on her feet. Then before March 20th, the woman is also in the sky. But now at the end, she has no more chains on her. Yeah. And and she has and she has a crown on her head, a garland on her head. And, and, and where did the fish go that were swimming around her? They're gone as well. They're not bound either. So the fish have been taken away and the woman has been freed when? In the month of the Dagim, the fish. Now I got to try to remember where I read that, that scripture about the Dagim. And I'm going to see if I have it. This is incredible stuff. This is why we say Elohim told Kol Hazmah. Okay. It's not in here. Okay. We've read it before, and it's about these fish. He says that on the shores of Engedi, that there will be uh, fishermen on the shores of Engedi, right? Gedi, numerical value is 17. Gedi also means the goat, okay? So you see, January is preparing us for what? The fishing trip. Did you hear what I'm saying? This month 
is called Gedi. This is the month of the goat. I'm telling you what the goat did for you. Okay. I'm letting you know that the goat was also pierced with his arrow and that the eagle was pierced because he's going to rescue them like an eagle. But I'm showing you after he's pierced like a dolphin, he's going to spring up and resurrect. And now in the next month, guess what you see? You see a goat is half goat on the front and half fish in the back. So the goat and the fish are both connected one to another. I paid for your sins. Therefore, the fish belong to the goat and the goat belongs to the fish. You understand? So the constellations are just giving you the story of this rescue. So in the scripture, it says in in Getty, in the in Getty, fishermen will show up and they will spread out their nets. Right. They will spread out their nets and and um, and they will uh, display all the fish that they have caught. Right. And so he's getting you prepared. What he was showing as the end of a fishing tree also included the fact that the goat was a part of this fishing thing. And so now you're in the month of the goat. Pretty soon you'll be in month of the fish. But the last the last of the uh, of the fishing trip is the end of the story for the church. The fishing trip is the end of the story for the church. So the woman disappears and the fish disappear in that month. That is showing you that God has already put this in the star constellations. Like the, 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 the lamb being sacrificed and resurrecting and becoming king was in the month of the lamb. And so that's when Christ died in the month of the lamb. So now we have this symbol. I said, is there a possibility that any of these star constellations show the bride of Christ? Yes, it does. Twice. Once in chains with fish swimming around her. And then again, freed from chains and the fish are gone. And there's because remember, the fish were swimming around, her, but they were all tied up. They were all tied up, too. So God is giving you the example in the star constellation to let you know I've been preaching the gospel in the stars since the beginning. OK, I'm going to finish out by reading uh, Psalm 19 and then we're going to finish up this study. God says he named all the stars by name. Do you know that? So if you have a star constellation that's called the seed, it's talking about Christ. Right. And then you have another star next to him called the desired of the nations. You're like, who's naming these stars? But in Song of Songs last night, she said she was out and the desire one, the desired one came and swept her up. It's talking about Christ. OK, so all of these stars have been given names by who? God, because he's telling the story that's already in the gospel. Come on, you guys, we got to. Uh, we're going to have to. Wait on this wonderful time now. If it wasn't in the 22nd year. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the star constellation that shows you the fish has 22 stars in it. Has 22 stars. I, I just laughed. I wrote it down. I, I, I underlined it. 
And I said, okay, that's crazy. Underline that. Why 22 stars? It's in here. It's in the book. Okay. Here we go. You're in Psalms 19. All right. Psalms 19. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. The words to the end of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. Now watch this. You got 12 apostles, right? And you got the son, Jesus Christ, walking around with him, okay? In the heaven, you got the sun, and you got the 12 constellations <laughs> surrounded by the sun in the heavens, and the, and the constellations are telling you the gospel. They're preaching the gospel for the sun, because the sun in the sky is going to come like a bridegroom. The, the, the 12 apostles are preaching the gospel on earth, and the sun is walking with them. You understand? And it's like God's poetry of like, I'm telling you the story and I'm using my own poetry. If you look at, if you look at what I'm showing you, don't you know that I'm, someone said, uh, Satan created English. No, he didn't. Satan don't have any creative ability. English is one of the 70 languages that God created. Why do you think the sun is called the sun? You understand? Because God is giving you his poetry in this. <laughs> Kiss the sun or he may become angry. In that scripture, it, it spells the sun, S-U-N. Who's going to kiss the sun? You can, it would burn you up. But the poetry is, yeah. kiss the sun, the S-O-N, or he will become angry and you will be destroyed in your way. You understand? So the sun and the 12 constellations have been telling you the gospel. Okay? The sun, Jesus Christ. Okay? And the... The, the, the 12 apostles are telling you the story of Jesus Christ. And what is this, the story about? The first 12 verses of Genesis is 153 words. Which is the 153 fish. So he's telling you in the 12, first 12 verses, the 12 were about the fishing trip. The end of the fishing trip is seven people on a boat going to see Jesus at the shore who's already cooked the meal. Come on, you guys. Yeah. I'm waiting for this glorious month of Adar because I'm looking forward to something. Praise God. It is question and answer time, my favorite time of the day. And I want everyone to know I got all your phone calls. I'm going to call you back today. Uh, later this, when I get some rest, when I get home, 
but I got all your phone calls. I'm not ignoring anybody, but Wednesday and Thursday are very busy days for me. And they, those two days belong to me and God. Um, once this class is over, I'm free. But for yesterday, I don't answer my phone. I try not to talk to anybody on those days because um, intimacy time with God is very important to me. Praise God. Amen. All right, Pastor, you need some water? Do you have some? I have some agua right here. Not none of that lemon water like last night. That stuff was good. I was on the way home going, what you kind of water is this? I know. That lemon water is good. Is there something you want to show me? I can take pictures of the No, no. Did you take the picture of the fish? Yeah. Okay, and then the other two pictures you already have. Okay. Yeah. Bring them on, bring them on. Let's see. Coma is called the infant, the desired one. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. We have a lot of questions. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. We, I have this, man. But I, I, it's called the gospel in the stars. I have this. If you guys want to just email me and I'll send you the whole chart, all 12, all 12 of the apostles or all 12 of the with their Hebrew names. OK, and I'm going to give you this with their Hebrew names. See, you got, got a Virgo, but in the Hebrew, they call it Bethula, which means Virgo, which means virgin. In this, you guys call it Libra, uh, Mazonim, which means a scale of purchase. So the. After the Virgo, the Virgo, you see the scale of purchase right under the scale, right under the, 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 the scale of purchase is the Southern Cross. So you got a picture of a cross under the scales to let God know this is the price for redemption. It's going to be the cross. Then you got the victim is pierced. Then he's crowned because of because of what he did. All of this is in the star constellations. You guys need this. Amen. I'm going to let you. Let uh, Emerson go ahead and you, you don't have to put it up. You can uh, post it later, Pastor. I mean, uh, Minister Emerson, because you are ministering on Facebook. Yeah. So Emerson will 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 uh, give you that so you can. Uh, I don't know if it's going to come out well, but we will do. So let me know when you're ready, Pastor. Okay, I name Kanakshav. I'm ready now. All right. So, um, Pastor Sandy, did you ever hear or have you ever heard such a word? And I'm going to spell it for you. A F O, second word E L, A F O L. It's A S O. A F O. A F O L. A F O, second word E L. No. What is it concerning? Uh, she said that. Make that if you heard that before. We'll no. Know, uh, this word repeatedly. Is it Hebrew? Afuel? Um, I do not know. I, uh, I can find out, but I've never heard that word before. Yeah. It's right here. I, it would be hard to determine because. There, there could be words that sound like that, but it might be. So let me look that up, and then 
I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Could you email me that so I can, I can look that up for you? Because I don't want to give you something that just pops up and I go, oh, that must be the answer because it may not be. email address down there so they can so they can email you. Alright, so I'm putting Pastor Sandy's email address. And then you can go ahead and email him that question. There you go. Okay. Uh, okay. Can, Pastor Sandy, can you suggest how to explain fear the Lord to someone who takes it as a threat? can make them scared, which causes them uh, to dismiss to dismiss it or uh, disbelieve the Bible. You know, the word that God uses when he says fear the Lord, um, it has more to do with respect mm -hmm. than it has to do with being scared and running around. Because I fear God, but in the relationship with God, I'm not scared of his presence. I'm not scared of him. I fear the Lord um, as, a, as I feared my mother right. growing up, okay? There's a reverence and a respect that I have for him. And so God wants your reverence and your respect and your obedience as a parent would, right. okay? And in that he says, fear the Lord. Some people have no fear for God, meaning they have, they have no respect, no reverence, nor any obedience for him. So, um, and I, I just want to say this, everybody, you're not going to be able to help by talking to them about God. So you might want to say, I'm going to pray and fast for that person for mm -hmm. a week or so and see if I can break that spirit of unbelief. Amen. Because you are not going to get anybody to change through intellectual conversations. <laughs> that, that is not how it works. I wish it worked that way. Because uh, then you, I could sit down and just kind of explain everything. <laughs> I could do this with believers because you go, wow, that's a revelation, you know, because you have the spirit of God. But some someone who doesn't have the spirit of God, you could talk for two hours. <laughs> you could just go one plus one is two. Do you understand? No, it's three. One <laughs> plus one. <laughs> Bring them together. It's two. Do you understand? No, it's three. And you can do that all day. And because there's a block there that you haven't prayed away, mm -hmm. all they know is what they was what they're going to say. Right. Amen. Yeah. Pastor Sandy, can you explain beguiled defined in Hebrew as as many think uh, this was sexual sin? Gen uh, Genesis 3 and 13. No, beguiled just means to trick. It doesn't have it has nothing to do with sex. It means beguiled means just mean it, it, it to trick someone. I beguiled you. I had uh, I had a, a, a fake twenty dollar bill, and I asked you for for two tens. You gave me two real tens. I gave you a fake twenty. I beguiled you. That just means he tricked her. <laughs> Amen. Uh, question: Chinese New Year starts uh, in on the twenty second or the twenty second January twenty twenty three. And it is called the year of the rabbit. What are your thoughts on this? The constellation of the rabbit in the sky is uh, the enemy of God. So it's a perfect time because once we get raptured, that would be a perfect time for the rabbit because the rabbit in the in the star constellations is called the enemy of God. 
<laughs> and it's shown in the constellations, okay? So uh, there's, not, there's not an accident that, that Satan chose the rabbit uh, for, for his Easter, for worshiping Easter. Right. So he has the rabbit for worshiping Easter because it's the enemy of God, okay? And if I showed you the, in this book, um, the lupus, which is the rabbit, it says the enemy of God. And so you get all of Hollywood yeah. with this white rabbit for their pedophilia that's going on. It's just this enemy of God constellation that they worship. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this is from Yolkes, uh, OCR. Deuteronomy 32, 51 and 52. God has reasons why Moses wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. Is this a typology of the church or the rapture in any sort of way? It's a typology of Israel because Israel represents the law. So God wanted to show you that the law can never bring you into the promised land. Okay, so Moses disobeyed. And God said, you're not going to enter into the promised land. OK, but God. But then so God told Moses to uh, elevate Judah up to leadership. Jude, I mean, uh, Joshua. Right. So Joshua was this name name as Yeshua. So Yeshua ends up taking them into the promised land to show you that grace through Yeshua is going to bring you into the promised land. And Moses, which represents the law, can never bring you into the promised land. Amen. Amen. Uh, is there a verse that gives us an idea of how many people will die at the rapture? At, die at the rapture. Earthquake, destruction due to us leaving. May concern, my concern is the lukewarm dying before realizing their mistake. God wants you to know, be ready for the rapture. What happens after the rapture is not your concern, it's God's. Okay? You get caught up into um, uh, what people are going to go through and all of this stuff. It's, that is God's business after he takes the church out of the world. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to die through the tribulation. OK, there's a war that's going to happen that's going to kill what it says, one fourth or one third of the entire world. And if you've got uh, eight billion people, you're talking about two billion deaths. So I'm just letting you know. God is going to take care of the tribulation, binding up Satan, who. God told me something long time ago. He says there'll be nobody in heaven that doesn't deserve to be in heaven <laughs> and there'll be nobody in hell that doesn't deserve to be in hell. OK, and God wants me to know, let let everybody know the gospel has been preached throughout the whole world, even by his creation. He's showing you that that in Romans chapter one, he says that. So they are without excuse. Nobody has an excuse to not acknowledge God. OK, so um, but the heart is something that God has to protect the kingdom from mm -hmm. because he discovered in the heart of Satan rebellion. OK, he that was discovered 
that he that it was rebellion that had to be kicked out because rebellion and witchcraft this will corrupt the home you understand and and I'll, I'll give you the example that God gave me in a dream there was a, a like a whole yard full of beautiful poodles and they all had rabies okay the lady had beautiful kids inside and the kids wanted to play with the dogs and she's saying no they have rabies so she said okay I have the shot and this will cure them from the rabies so any of the dogs that want to be cured I'm gonna give them the shot some of the dogs when she tried to give them the shot would bite her and would not allow her to give them the shot some of the dogs were calm and allowed the shot to be taken and then they were able to go in the house and play so now the dogs that went inside were joyful playing with the kids but the dogs that were the, the little cute poodles that were outside were going to be put to sleep do you know why because they didn't want to take the cure God's not saying they're not all cute all humans are cute but if you don't take the cure you're gonna have a problem right. okay so God is telling I, I created all of you in my image you're all cute to me but take the cure or else we're gonna have to put you to sleep right you understand Amen. Amen. does a Jewish new month begin with a full moon or the first sliver of a new moon the first sliver the first slither of the of Nissan will 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 be the new year. A new moon does not start with a full moon. That's probably another YouTube thing, someone. But no, the the slither of the new moon starts every month. Every month they have to wait. Every month they have to wait until um, they see the new moon for the month to start. That's how they get their their calendars off. Because they will not wait until the, the calendar is set. Mm -hmm. Amen. Next question. If the church age began in uh, the Aries, the first zodiac, which is in Nisan, doesn't it mean since the church age to end in the Pisces, which is the 12th, and the last zodiac is Adar? She would have to ask that. Let, let me hear that again. Okay. If the church age begins in the Aries, the first zodiac, which is in Nisan, uh -huh. doesn't, doesn't it make sense for the church age to end in Pisces, which is the 12th and the last zodiac in Adar? That would be absolutely perfect. You're absolutely right. And you know what? And the church age began with a fishing trip. Yeah. And in John chapter 21, the seven apostles, it ends in 21 at the end of a fishing trip. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. And that's how it should happen. We're going to wait on God because it's not our son's wedding. But I'm saying there's so many patterns that this one is just as beautiful as any. And we're in that 22nd month. And that's the thing that bothers me most about this whole thing is that everything is structured. And even in this Pisces uh, constellation, there are 22 stars. And I was like, wow. So it's um, everything is just God is just showing me like 
Like, this is a very important time. And people are thinking you're in 2023 and they've given up because it's 2023. And I'm like, it is not 2023 unless you're keeping Satan's calendar. So stay on God's calendar until March 23rd and then come back and talk to me. Amen. <clears throat> we are expecting the rapture before 2023. Excuse me, before 2022 ends uh, on March 2023. Yes. If the rapture doesn't happen on March, we will have to wait till Tishri 2023, question mark. Tishri? No, not, that's not true, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not thinking past 2022, so, but I know one thing, I'm going to re, uh, re, uh, uh, convened with the Lord and say, and say, now what do you want me to do? Right. That's what I'm going to do. But no, you can't say, oh, if it doesn't happen by then, then we have to start looking at Rosh Hashanah or we have to, all of those are rapture scenarios. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would look at Tishri before you would look at Pentecost because Pentecost would come before Tishri. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all of that stuff, um, um, would not would, would is something that I would have to go back and pray and ask God about. But because I've been wanting to preach the Bible and the gospel for a long time. <laughs> but God says, no, you prepare my people for my for leaving. And so that's my that's my mission. I'm preparing you to leave. And now that we're in the 22nd in that 22nd year and we're at the 12th month coming up. Um, and it's a fishing trip and the, the bride is, is, is loosed and, and the fish are disappeared. I'm like, okay, let me watch what happens here. Right. Amen. Uh, Genesis 9 and 24. Why did Noah curse Cain? Why uh, do many people believe this is sodomy? You know, that's made up. Some people, you know, I just can't stand it when people do that because there's nowhere in any scripture that says, and I know what you're talking about. She's talking about uh, uh, um, uh, uh, the son that was that that said uh, uh, she saw his saw his father naked. And and uh, and um, and uh, when 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 he awake, he cursed him because now there is a law that says you shall not see your father naked. Right. So by all means, when he walked in and he saw his father naked, he should have covered himself and walked out of the room. Right. And if it was an accident, he could he could have covered himself and left as the other sons did. But he didn't leave. OK. And so by him gazing upon his father's nakedness was breaking the law. And then so God cursed him. But it had nothing to do with all oh, he he molested his father. Really? That's what these people are saying. Oh. And then then you get to the book of Esther and it said, uh, oh, and then they say that Esther, uh, um, uh, 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 the king asked his uh, uh, his bride to come in and then she wouldn't come in. So uh, but he told her to come in butt naked and display herself to the to the people. Oh. The king did not t tell her to come and display herself naked, but that's the story that people make up oh, to make the sin bigger. 
And there's nowhere in anyone's any scripture anywhere does it say that that son molested his father. Amen. Wow. It, but it, it did break a law that you will not see your 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 parent. You should not see your mother. You should not see your father naked. And if you if you di if you accidentally, you should cover yourself and leave. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Wow. Pastor Sandy, we have so many questions. We are and, out of time, but I'm going to give you two. Uh -huh. uh, these are two questions. What does falling away mean? Mm -hmm. And the second question is, how did the Nephilim survive the flood? Okay, falling away means that you have re you have you have rejected your confession of Christ. It does not mean like, okay, this is backsliding. You're saved, you go to a party, you meet a cute guy, he says he's a Christian too, you guys go on a date, and you say, Well, I'll kiss him goodnight, you kiss him goodnight, turns into more, you sin. Now you need to repent, but you know, now you end up, you're, you know you're a Christian and you shouldn't be with this guy, but you're living in sin and you're thinking about repenting, okay? You're in a backslidden state. It's not, it's not, it's dangerous, but it's not falling away. Falling away is, is someone like uh, the guy who wrote the book, who says, I no longer believe that Jesus Christ is the way to salvation. I no longer believe that. Okay. Now you've fallen away. And for a person that does that, you cannot now return. God says, if you fall away, he says, you cannot be reinstated. Okay. So keep your confession. Because even in even in a backslidden state, somebody will say, are you a Christian? And people will go, yeah, I'm saved, but I'm not living right. Yeah. That's backslidden. OK, God is calling the backslider. Yeah. But if you fall away and you say Jesus is not Lord. And salvation is not in his name. I used to say that, but now I've, I, I know better or know stupider. <laughs> then you now you've fallen away. And how did the Nephilim survive the flood? I have no idea how they survived the flood. It had to be their spirit after their flood. Well, you got to understand that the Nephilim were not only human. They were half human and half angels. Yeah. The Bible just simply says that there were Nephilim on the earth before the flood and after the flood. And therefore, God was trying to get rid of all the Nephilim after the flood by sending these, these Jewish ar armies in to destroy all of the people in the in the areas that what they were gathering okay but it doesn't say in the scripture oh they swam to the bottom of the ocean and saved there and they were able to swim for a long time I, nobody knows so if anybody tells you how they did it they don't know they're guessing okay and i wanted to say to the other young lady about the beguile they tried to say freemasons try to say that that satan slept with with Eve, therefore, yeah, th therefore they um, therefore Cain was Satan's child and not and not Adam's. OK, that's a Freemason doctrine that they repeat quite often. OK, but that's not true. Cain, uh, a Adam slept with his wife and they begat a son and they called him Cain. It does not say. He, she was tricked, and then Satan slept with her, and they had Cain. 
So you just don't go past scripture. Just don't go past scripture. And <laughs> yeah. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Let's pray out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. And we are going to say the benediction. And if you guys are watching that movie Chosen, just remember, don't fall in love with the Jesus character. He is not a Christian. Because <laughs> I can't stop anybody from watching it. But I can definitely tell you that uh, um, uh, don't get caught up in acting, acting characters. They are not, is not God. But, you know, it is about Jesus, but, you know, be careful how you're watching stuff. Anyway, um, let's pray out. And God said to Moses and Aaron, when you see my people, tell them these words. Say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Shalom, everyone. Somehow we've got to get out of here because they planning on us. Pastor Ben, the guy said, he said, uh, do you, I hope he, he said, he said, I hope people don't think that we're waiting uh, to make AIs. Because if you think we're waiting to make our AIs, or, you, or if you're thinking properly that we already have warehouses full of them, because they're making these, these robots that will do military things for them, right? And they, they're well, they, they got them trained. Like, they, they know how to shoot, they, they train them how to shoot guns, they train them how to do a lot of things, okay? And they got a film that they, one, a guy hits one of them on the back and he turns with the gun and he shoots in the ground because they trained, they programmed it to shoot the gun into the ground. But they can very well switch it and tell them to shoot a person, right? So don't think that, you know, that old uh, iRobot movie that, that uh, Will Smith did was just the beginning of what they were already doing. Remember, they're always going to show it to you first, but they already have AI, and they, that's already planned for. So tri tribulation, get ready for AI. So I'm saying just stay with Christ and get out of here on time, okay? Man. Amen. Good job.